We are distanced even though we are disconnected physically. Because we're virtually connected, there's a lot going on. So I'm happy to have Carol Galladay uh, give us some announcements this morning. <laughs> and uh, please listen in and follow up. There's some great things going on in the church. Hi, welcome everybody. My name is Carol Galladay, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. I really miss seeing all of your faces and being able to hug you, but I am glad that we can connect together today online. I'm sitting in my living room with my cup of coffee. Um, hopefully you are too, or somewhere comfy. Um, I just want to say a special thank you and welcome to everyone that's joining us today for the first time. We're so glad you're with us. I just have a few announcements today. Uh, first, uh, we have created a Facebook group for Mission Vineyard where we can encourage one another to be more like Jesus and to share ideas on how we can serve our community. I think it's a great way that we can um, connect online. You can find the group by going to facebook.com slash mission vineyard. Once you're there on the left-hand side, you'll see a thing, a link that says groups. And on that, you, you can click on it and the group is called All In, Everybody Gets to Play. There should be more information on our Facebook page, um, but I hope that everybody will get to join in and share some ideas on how we can serve our community, but also just encourage one another during this time. Second, if you would like to give to Mission Vineyard, I know we can't pass our baskets during the service, so the best way for you to do that is to go to giving.missionvineyard.org. During this time, I know it can be hard, um, but please don't stop giving. We have so many different ways that we're doing outreach and finding ways that we can help people around us uh, get through some of these hard times. So again, if you would like to give, you can go to giving.missionvineyard.org. Our last announcement, I just want to highlight our small groups. On the screen, you're going to see pictures of our small group leaders and the day and time that they meet. If you aren't in a small group at this time, I would really encourage you to join one. Uh, during this time of isolation, it can be so important that we have that interaction with one another. Uh, you can join a small group because they're online. You can join them in your living room with a cup of coffee, in your jammies if you want to. Uh, our small groups are just really important especially during these times because you get to do life with one another. Um, they're there to encourage you, to pray with you, to laugh, to cry. You get to dig into scripture together. It's just a really good opportunity where you can have deeper relationship with one another. Um, our small groups and the leaders that we have are just amazing. And I know that they would love to have you join them um, on one of their meeting times. So if you would like to join a small group, you can go to smallgroup.missionvineyard.org. You can find the leader on the page and contact them for their information on how they are meeting throughout the week. Thanks, guys. I hope you have a great Sunday. Well, if you haven't already, my hope is that you are sharing all of this on your Facebook community. Now that we are virtually connected all over the world, uh, sharing these kinds of things, sharing this service, sharing your small group, sharing giving, sharing everything that you're involved in in the church on your Facebook page is another way of being invitational, especially with Easter coming up. I'm going to be putting out an Easter invitation this week that hopefully inspires you to be able to share that with friends, especially friends that maybe wouldn't naturally connect to a church. Uh, our church services, you know, are available at any time of every day all through the week, and we go live on 10 at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Easter Sunday is going to be different for every family. So I encourage you, start connecting. We need one another. 
we need one another on this page, but our small groups are those places, and, and the groups that are on Facebook, and, and there's also a Google community group as well if you go to our live.missionvineyard.org page. These groups are the places where we connect because we need each other. We need each other. We've been going through times of grieving and mourning, and even more so now, we need one another to have courage and boldness. That's what today is all about. It's about following Jesus. We're ending our series today on following Jesus. Next week on Sunday for Easter, we're starting a new series called Life from the Cross. Every single person in the world is bearing a cross today. There are some that have lost their friends and families to this horrible disease. There are some that have, have lost loved ones to other things. I heard about a man that lost his wife to cancer after a three-year battle. It just happened to be in the midst of all of this crisis. There's a boldness that he's going to have to have in raising his young children without their mom. There's life that comes from our crosses. Jesus gives us the example. And on Easter Sunday, we're going to start a whole series about how life can come from the crosses that you're bearing in the midst of this crisis. But today, we finish our series on following Jesus, boldness and courage in the midst of crisis. One of the best examples that we can see this is when Jesus enters in to Jerusalem knowing full well that he's going to die. It took boldness and it took courage. Now, that story is bookended by two other situations. The first, Jesus, before he enters into Jerusalem, as Luke tells the story, he makes sure that the parable of the, of the one that was given money is in uh, right before the triumphal entry, where Jesus says, I've given you money, I've given you investment, I've given you some ownership over my kingdom, I want you to invest it. And those who don't invest it, it'll all be taken away. Now, as Jesus goes into Jerusalem, there's a whole other kind of courage and boldness that happens. And then once he's in Jerusalem, he does another bold thing, courageous thing. He cleanses the temple. This morning, what I want you to remember is that following Jesus means walking in boldness and courage in the midst of crisis. I want to pray for us this morning. Lord Jesus, would you rise up in us in the midst of grieving and mourning? Would you give us boldness and courage? Not anything that's artificial. We want the real thing. Would you become supernatural in us in whatever natural condition we're in? We love you, Lord. Lead us this morning. So, one question I would ask you is, where does Jesus use boldness and courage? Well, we're going to see. But before we get into that, I want you on Facebook to uh, put up three things. Three things that you know besides eating and sleeping and going to the bathroom. What are three things that you know that you will do just about every day? Go ahead and put that up on Facebook. I want to see what's going on here. I want to be able to interact with some of your discussion here. What are three things that you know that you're going to do besides eating and sleeping and going to the bathroom? Go ahead and post up on Facebook. I want to see some of your ideas. Because those three things, the rhythms of our day, are the things that 
uh, might distract or help us from being bold and courageous each day. I think I'll, I'll, before we leave today, I'm going to give you three ways that maybe you can improve on that, that Jesus leads us into. But uh, taking a daily walk with my husband, my wife said, oh, that's sweet. Uh, what are some other things that you guys do? I want to see. Clean, read, sing, housework, pray. These are great things. What else? Cooking, reading, cleaning. Fantastic. Any more out there? Keep posting, you guys. Talk with family and friends on the phone. Check in on friends on Facebook. Coffee. Oh, yes, coffee. Work, raising a child. Let the chickens out. Oh, I want chickens so bad. Cook. People are cooking. They haven't cooked before. Clean and cuddle with my dog. I don't have a dog to cuddle with. I, I live vicariously through you, Sarah. Raising a baby for real. Reading, cooking. All these people with dogs and chickens. You're making me jealous. In any case... Where you want to, I want to read this story with you. So Jesus gives the parable, and then he enters into Jerusalem. And this story is so profound because there's a lot going on. And Jesus has so much boldness and courage. I wonder what it could look like for us to have that kind of same boldness and courage. And yes, I've got my palm this morning because we're going to see how people around Jesus use these palms if you don't have a palm, uh, a broom might do. You can shake your broom because uh, Jesus is going to finally, he's going to clean house. And uh, I'm going to guess that he used some of the palm branches from his ride-in. But here we are in Luke 19. And some of them, uh, it's not going to be up on the screen for you. So you may want to open up yourself. Luke 19, chapter 19, verse 29. And if you don't have a Bible, you can go to Bible.com right now. Uh, there may be one of our hosts that posts up the, the verses in the feed. So you can see them there as well. But if you go to Bible.com or take open your Bible to Luke 19, otherwise you're just going to see my face. So Luke 19, chapter, 20, uh, chapter 19, verse 29, as he came to the town of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. He said, go into that village over there. As you enter it, you'll see a young donkey tied there that no one else has ever written. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks, why are you untying that colt? Just say the Lord needs it. Now, if you haven't seen our kids lesson yet this morning, it is up on Facebook and YouTube. I encourage you to watch it. Even if you're an adult, there's some great lessons through a storybook and a cartoon there that I think you'd really enjoy. So they went and found the colt. And just as Jesus has said, sure enough, they were untying it. And the owners asked him, why are you untying that colt? And the disciples simply said, the Lord needs it. How sweet that God had set this up and Jesus just knew and he had the boldness and courage to tell the disciples. And the disciples had just heard the story of using the talents that they have, the silver that they had, the ownership of the kingdom that they had. So they knew that they better use their boldness and courage in this situation. And so they said, the Lord needs it. And they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride. And as he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. And when he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. They were singing, Hosanna, blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. 
And it's all a reference to Psalm 118, which I want to show you by the end of the day today. Psalm 118 is just one of these victory songs that the Israelites knew. It was a song that they said in faith. It was a worship song that they said, God's going to rescue us one day. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. They were shouting and singing. And it wasn't because they had already seen victory. They were having boldness and courage to lean into what they thought God was up to. And let me tell you, friends, God is up to some amazing things. In the midst of this crisis, we can have boldness and courage to follow Jesus like he's doing today. Look what he says here. As they're singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, as they're shouting, as they're quoting Psalm 118, some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. And he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. The stones would cry out. Jesus is saying that there's a moment in history that's happening right now. And worship is necessary. Jesus is saying that. You would have thought that him knowing that he was going to the cross, he wouldn't have been so bold and courageous to say, hey, this is a time for worship. But it is, even in the midst of crisis, this is a time for worship. This is the time. And if you don't know how to worship these days, open up Psalm 119. So, the steps that Jesus is taking in the midst of this crisis, I want you to see again. He's telling his followers that God is paying attention to what he's given us. He's giving them the, the, the sense of, of uh, uh, kingdom ownership by, by giving the analogy of the money in the story beforehand. You can read that in Luke 19. And then the boldest and courage is he's walking to Jerusalem to songs of worship. It's amazing. Psalm 118. Why? Because, I'll quote N.T. Wright here, he is coming to bring God's salvation. This is God's great exodus. It's harking back to the Mosaic story of the Israelites leaving Egypt. Through his own Passover action on the cross, he's making a way. This is as big as freedom from slavery. Jesus walking in. And so it's worth a time of worship. People getting freed. Do you want to be free? Do you want to be free from the anxiety? It's time to worship. And then after he walks in, he cries over Jerusalem, realizing that they've been under oppression, that the temple that they had hasn't been used for worship. It's been used for anxiety and guilt and shame. And so if you keep on reading in Luke 19, he cleans the temple And he calls the ones that are overseeing the temple like a gang of robbers. Like they've been stealing things from people. They've been stealing time away. They've been lazy. They've been been, uh, harping guilt and shame on people. And stealing life away. Stealing freedom away. There wasn't any life in the temple anymore. So Jesus takes three steps, three bold and courageous steps in the midst of crisis. He takes an assessment. He's asking us to take an assessment. What kingdom value, what ownership is he giving us? And I'd encourage you in this Facebook feed, go ahead and, and start to list uh, some, some different things uh, because uh, he's coming. He's doing this. Uh, what are some of the simple resources that God has given us in our lives that we oversee? Maybe uh, your car. Maybe your apartment. Maybe finances, maybe the stewardship of how you live your life with your children. 
Maybe the stewardship of how you live your life with your friends or parents. What are the things, the simple resources that God has given us in our lives that we oversee? Go ahead and start listing them in the Facebook feed. I, I would love to see because the steps that Jesus is taking, he says, take an assessment. I've given you some of my kingdom. What is that? Is it just the life and freedom that you have in Jesus? That could be some, some of the kingdom resources. It's joy. It's the ability to connect. It's the ability to pray. In fact, the scripture talks about how we're kingdom. It's a, we're, a, we're a part of the kingdom of priests. Each one of us carrying part of the kingdom with us, even though we're in uh, this time of pandemic. We still have the kingdom in us. What has God given you? He's given you himself. Take an assessment and then worship. Worship. Use Psalm 118 if you have to. And then it's time to do, to do some work. It's time to go to work cleaning the temple. So what does this boldness have to do with us? Well, it means paying attention to what Jesus thinks is important. I want you to see this. Following Jesus means paying attention to what Jesus thinks is important. He rebukes a lot of people, but he praises courage and boldness in these ways. Doing an assessment, worshiping, and doing the work of cleaning the temple so that it, the temple can be used the way it's supposed to be. Now, uh, you may be thinking, uh, John, I don't have a temple. Well, <laughs> In the New Testament scriptures, those who are writing to the churches start calling the temple the people. Paul says, your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Now, some of you, you may not be followers of Jesus, and so you don't feel like you've got God living in you. You feel like you're living in you, and it's kind of annoying most of the time because you're mostly not doing what you want to do, and um, you're, you're not being as life-giving as you want, and, and really, the life that you have isn't really giving you full life. You know that there's something missing. You're seeing life, in, and, and there's, there's lenses on your life that it, everything kind of looks blurry and out of focus, and, and it's, you know it's just not what it was made to be. But when we welcome Jesus into all of life, when we say, Lord, I want to follow you, there's a temple that's built in our lives through the Holy Spirit that gives us life and gives us inspiration and leads us forward to be able to be transformed day after day after day. Jesus is reminding us, and if we're going to follow him, we've got to remember these things, that those who take what God has given them and they invest it in the world... By the power of the Holy Spirit, they get double of what they invested in the first place. So part of this transformation I want to inspire you with is if you don't share what God has given you in your temple, it's going to get old. If it becomes all about you, we lose our passion. Jesus is saying to his disciples, listen, I've given you something amazing in my presence. If you keep it to yourself, you're going to lose it and you're going to lose my kingdom. But if you share it, if you invest it, you'll get double. If your faith is feeling just a little bit down or a little bit rotten or just a little bit sad, it's time to get off of yourself and share what God has done in you with somebody else. It could be a Facebook post. It could be a call. It could be a text. It could be some inspiration from the scripture. You just feel like you need to send. I've been loving getting texts from people in the church. Our leaders are just fantastic at Mission Vineyard. Sending me texts of God's love, reminding me of the scriptures. There's so much going on. If the Holy Spirit's living in you, that you have to give away. 
God gives us double back when we do that. Now, this even works in a practical way too. I, I, I'm not a health and wealth gospel guy. This is not what it is. But there was somebody that told me a great story this week. They had uh, lost some of their finances because of this virus, but God was asking them. It was a relational moment. It wasn't a legal moment. It was a relational moment where God had asked them, I want you to invest in somebody else financially. And they were like, God, come on. We're low on finances. What are you saying? And just a few days later, somebody had contacted them and given them 10 times as much as what they they had donated in the midst of their crisis. This is boldness and courage that Jesus is speaking to that we need to have in the midst of crisis in order to have life and transformation. This is what it means. This is part of it, that we are bold and courageous with our faith, not bold and courageous to to take risks with the virus and, and be really stupid. That's not what it is. It's being bold and courageous with the kingdom resources that God has given us to share them to give them away so that we can get those resources back even tenfold. Worship is the beginning of courage here. After we take an assessment of what God has given us, and once we realize that maybe we don't have a lot of resources, because this crisis has really zapped us, worship is where we begin. Even the rocks will cry out. In this season, I'm telling you, even the rocks will cry out that Jesus is Lord. If we don't cry out, read Psalm 118. Let that be your devotional this week over and over again, declaring how good God has been. This is the season that we begin to worship. It's the beginning of courage. Courage and boldness means encouraging what Jesus did, encouraging what Jesus encouraged. It means worshiping out loud. If you're in the car, still able to drive to work, or if you're at home, it's time to get a space in your home to clean it out to make a space for yourself in a chair at the kitchen table, whatever, and dedicate it. This is the temple that God's asking you to have. It's a moment of your Holy Spirit temple being at work and worshiping. And I would encourage you, as weird as it is to the rest of your family, worship out loud. Sing out loud. Read out loud. This is the season for courage. And like I said, it may be time to clean your temple. I just cleaned up my garage last night. I stayed up almost until midnight cleaning my garage because I knew it's been a mess and it's keeping us from keeping our cars in there. It's keeping us from uh, really engaging in exercise. That's where we exercise. That's a practical thing. When I, I say cleaning out your temple, it, means, it may mean in a practical way going to a physical space in your home and dedicating it, cleaning it in a way so that those spaces can be places where God fills you up, where the temple of the Holy Spirit in your life becomes more revealed, more focused, more full, more resourced, where the capacity of your life grows so that it can overflow, where Jesus fills you to overflowing like he promised he would. There's a time to do that because otherwise our temple becomes a mess. This is Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 1. The Lord gave a message to Jeremiah. He said, go to the entrance of the Lord's temple and give this message to the people. Judah, listen to this message from the Lord. Listen to it. All of you who worship here, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says. Even now, if you quit your evil ways, if you let, I will let you stay in your own land. But don't be fooled by the promise of safety just because the Lord's temple's there. They chant, the Lord's temple is here. The Lord's temple is here. I'll be merciful only if you stop your evil ways. As part of cleaning the temple may mean addressing with boldness and courage 
some of the sinful hiccups that have brought you down. It may be that in this isolation, you have dug back in to some addictions that you've had. Maybe pornography, maybe alcohol, maybe drugs, maybe avoiding the family through technology. All of these places are places of weakness, but they're not places of defeat. Some of us are spending on the internet, buying things that we shouldn't be buying. Crisis buying is what they call it. This is a time in boldness and courage to go in to the temple that God's given us and clean house. To get rid of what Jeremiah says, the evil thoughts and deeds and start treating each other with justice, even yourself. It's time that we do a little bit of confession, either with ourselves in a small group with a close friend and say, I have not been intimately involved with Jesus like I should. I've not made space and time to invest in receiving his word in my life. And so instead, I've been burning time with the other things, distracting things, the crisis things, instead of in boldness and courage, creating space for worship. I had to have that conversation with a good friend recently. And I just said, I've been worshiping, I've been worshiping regularly, but there's been, some, there's been a block in my life from, from praying for others regularly. And he just prayed for me. We need to take time in boldness and courage to clean those areas of our lives that keep from the Holy Spirit driving and giving us life. It takes boldness and courage to do that. And let me tell you, if we have boldness and courage there, boldness and courage in Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit is going to roll out of our lives with such power and such, such beautiful life that the rest of the world is going to be able to take pleasure in what God's doing they're going to be able to receive from what God is doing in your life. Isaiah 56 is a good verse for this. This it, it, The prophet Isaiah says I'll, uh, that God is saying, I will bring them to my holy mountain. I will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. I will accept their offerings because my temple we called a house of prayer for all nations. Church, Mission Vineyard, stranger, do you want your life to be a house where God dwells and shares with you his life and burdens? Do you want to be called as we're destined to be a house of prayer? Because the power of the Holy Spirit, the temple of the Holy Spirit is cleared out for his life and joy to stream there through you. Not just for your life and your family, but for others who desperately need it. In Isaiah's day, N.T. Wright says, it stood as the public imagination for the unshakable promise of Israel's God to keep Israel safe, come what may. Israel had to face the challenge that unless the promise was met with faith and obedience, it would count for nothing. It would turn into a curse. Disobedience doesn't simply prevent blessings, but it calls down judgment. And if we're not calling on the presence of God and making space for the presence of God, then our life will just turn into a mess. We need to accept his purposes. Take an assessment. Step one, take an inventory. This is the three steps I want you to take. Step one, assessment. Take an inventory. What has God given you? Your strength, your age, your ability to walk and talk and breathe, your job, your finances, your home, your neighbors, your family. What's precious to you? In what way is God asking you to invest in his kingdom? What would you do if he was asking you to steward what he gave you? 
This is a time for boldness and courage to take an assessment of what's God given, what God's given us so we can invest it. And then I just encourage you, number two is worship. Worship bigly, greatly, amazingly. Use palms, use anything. This is a time to worship God with courage and confidence. Like Psalm 118. And then use your temple for kingdom good. Assessment, worship, and work. It's time to go to the temple that God has made in us to spend time there and to make it a resource for God's kingdom presence in and through our lives. It's time to welcome Jesus into all of life. This is our mission at Mission Vineyard. It's time to welcome Jesus into the places of your life where you spend the most time. You've already listed them on Facebook. What is taking place? What is taking place in your life where it could be stewarded for God's kingdom work? What kind of life are you looking for from day to day? Well, before we close today, you can get your your palm branch or just worship out loud with me. But in the Facebook feed or if you're in a different chat feed right now, I would love for you to say, his faithful love endures forever. Uh, in, in church, you may have experienced, if you grew up in church, a call and response. Well, Psalm 118 is just a call and response. It's a time of worship. And I'm going to read just a few of the first verses. And I would love for you to refrain in the Facebook feed. Type it out. Call it out. His faithful love endures forever or your love endures forever. In the vineyard, I love this. We don't just talk about God. We talk to God because we believe that we can have an intimate relationship with him. You may just want to put in the feed, your love endures forever. This is Psalm 118 verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Your love endures forever. Type it out. Praise. This is the time for worship. And then Psalm 118 continues. The psalmist leads us. Let all Israel repeat. Let all the world, whoever's listening, let them repeat. His faithful love endures forever. Your love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, let all the priests, and that's you today if the Holy Spirit's living in you. A priest, a holy priest of God's kingdom. Let him repeat. Your faithful love endures forever. God, your faithful love endures forever. In the midst of crisis, your faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat, your faithful love endures forever. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. Your faithful love endures forever. The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Your faithful love endures forever. Church, It is time to rise up and reimagine ourselves as a foundation for good, the temple of the Holy Spirit in the world. All in. Everyone gets to play. If you're feeling weak, everyone gets to play. If you're feeling strong, everyone gets to play. If you're feeling like you're grieving, everyone gets to play. All in. If you're feeling like you want to get out and do something, all in. Everyone gets to play. It's time to engage. So right now, there's a Facebook group for you. It's called All In. And there's also a Google group, and we're going to make sure we get that out there. It should be on our live.missionvineyard.org page. A link there to a Google group where you can start a discussion. 
I'm so thankful for uh, Victor, who's created the Google group, and others that created the Facebook group. This is a place to list ideas for how we can be used of God and his kingdom work. It's a place where we can celebrate what God has been doing already through us. You, you may have some victory stories of what it's meant to, to overflow that God's been doing in your life. This is where we can list ideas for how you can worship List songs, put up YouTube, everything. This is a place to share all those things. Ideas for taking a personal assessment for what God's given us. These groups are places to connect so that right after the service, we can go in there and start brainstorming about what it means for us to be God's kingdom people out in the world in boldness and courage, because that's what it means to follow Jesus in this season. He's asking us to be his people in boldness and courage. And these groups are where we can discuss that, brainstorm that, get it all out there to continue to resource one another, encourage one another to what God may be doing. I also want you to invite, want to invite you for prayer. Up on the, the Facebook feed, uh, hopefully somebody's putting uh, uh, some of the, the words that uh, we have a pre-service prayer team that prayed for you beforehand. And there are some fantastic things that God is leading us to this morning. I want you to see them in the feed. Uh, God is asking folks, and they didn't know what my sermon was, so this is fantastic. God is asking you to cleanse yourself in Jesus. Then put on armor. And that armor is Jesus' armor. It's how Jesus went about in the world. If you want to read more about that, you can just Google God's armor and you'll find a great verse, uh, a, a whole section of verses about that. But somebody, if your feet feel like they're burning, ask Jesus for courage to evangelize. So there's somebody that's watching this and your feet are actually feeling hot and they shouldn't be. It's not normal. And God's Holy Spirit is burning on your feet, literally, to encourage you that this is the time to share God's good news with those around you. You're being called to evangelize in your context. And there's someone who feels especially isolated and needs the companionship of Jesus. And Jesus is there for you. This is the time for boldness and courage to dig in even into your loneliness and believe that God is there. And I want to encourage you to begin with worship. Well, um, there is a prayer group and uh, there's a Zoom link that's being put up even now. If you need prayer, and I'm going to ask the prayer teams to go into that Zoom group right now, you can connect with a Zoom call where you'll be put into a room in Zoom with a prayer team to receive prayer this morning. I'm so thankful for those that are controlling that Zoom group. It's time to get prayer if you need prayer this morning. Or if one of these words was for you, would you get into that prayer uh, Zoom call and let the prayer teams know that God spoke to you? If you have not made a decision to follow Jesus, I want to encourage you to do that this morning. And it's simply saying, Lord, I want to welcome you into my whole life. I'm sorry for the things that I've done wrong in my life. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe that you died on the cross for me so that I could be forgiven and set free. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Guide me through. Make a temple in me. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. I pray that today would be a day that you choose to welcome Jesus into all of life. It's worth it. And it's amazing. There's a life that can breathe in you and through you that you never knew was available. God loves you so much and he died so that you could live. That's what the season is all about. I want you to engage this morning. I want you to say yes to Jesus. And if you have... Get into one of those Zoom groups, post it up on the feed. Somebody's going to be in touch with you. You can email care at missionvineyard.org or prayer at missionvineyard.org. Somebody will get back to you. 
If you want, you can go to connect.missionvineyard.org or nextsteps.missionvineyard.org. If you go there and fill out a card, whoever you are and you're new to this feed, if you put in your physical address, I want to send you a Starbucks card this week. Nextsteps.missionvineyard.org. If you fill out that card, we'll send you, with your physical address, we'll send you something in the mail this week, a Starbucks gift card, so you can go through the drive-thru and, uh, and enjoy something special this week. We want to connect and keep connecting with one another, so I encourage you to go to smallgroups.missionvineyard.org as well. This is a time when you can get prayer in a small group, invest in the scriptures that we've been investing with on Sundays. It's a time to really find connection. Uh, we need one another. Get into a small group. They're all digital. They're all over the city. It's time to connect. It's time to get in. Uh, the other thing I would invite you to do is to give financially. We didn't pass the electronic basket this morning. That's just for you at give.missionvineyard.org or giving.missionvineyard.org. This is a time to still be risking, believing that God is Lord of your finances. And we steward by giving. The church doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your money. But God has given us this opportunity to give out of our practical resources to practice in faith, boldness, and courage that he's Lord of everything. We welcome him into all of life. Well, as we go, I want to give you a benediction this morning, a blessing that you would be able, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, to follow Jesus in boldness and courage, welcoming him into all of life, receiving the Holy Spirit and cleaning that temple making a place for the Holy Spirit to dwell, to speak, to be loud, to live, to transform, to encourage, to give life. I bless you into this week with boldness and courage in Jesus' name. Amen. Please continue to connect on our Facebook group and in the Google group. Go there now. If you're not getting prayer, get into that group right now and start exchanging ideas about how God can give you life. We'll uh, have more discussions going in that group all week. It's great, great to be together this week. Thanks for being here. Have a great, great week.